Welcome back to this week's episode of Buckeye Blitz. I am here, as always, with Dustin. I am Josh. Dustin, how you doing? Oh, wait, before I ask you how you're doing, what's the best part about going blank and out? <laughs> We're 7-0, by the way. 7-0. <laughs> Having the chance to go 8-0. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say 7, and I'll say the best part about going 7-0 is going blank and out. 8-0. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. And um, that is independent of how the Buckeyes are doing. That's true. Because I don't want to. I don't want football to dictate my mood anymore. <laughs> because because I, the Browns are already ruining your mood. Because I let the Browns ruin my mood. So it's only fair to myself that I don't let Ohio State also dictate my mood. <laughs> so I'm doing good independently of how football is doing. How are you? I'm good. I'm, I'm going to be honest about that statement okay. because my, let's think about it. I think I could probably say that in my lifetime, I've watched OSU football and Browns football about the same amount of time. Yeah, every start, Saturday then Sunday. Like, I like just in like started off watching both of them around the same time in my lifespan. Fair. And I think that I'm like baseball and basketball. I was, I was a fan of both of those before I got into football just because it wasn't big in my family at the time. But I loved baseball and basketball, and then football came, and then ever since it's been my number one thing about everything, you know. But I still best. think that as much as, much as it's we- weird as me to say, I think I'm more of a OSU fan. Really? And I I don't feel bad saying it at the same me time. Me either. I, I really th- I, I think like obviously going to the school and talking about it on a podcast every week definitely impacts that. But and the mean good. Exactly. That's what I was about <laughs> to say. Like. As loyal, I'm super loyal to the Browns. I'm never going to leave them, no matter how many. If they had five 0-16 seasons in a row, I'd still be a Browns fan. Like, that's not going to change. Like, I'm not going to flip teams or anything like that. But at the same time, what's more enjoyable to watch? OSU or the Browns? That's true. OSU. And, like, I even enjoy the blowouts like this weekend, and I even more enjoy the big games like this weekend coming up. And with the Browns, mm-hmm. it's just like... You get excited for them, and then they suck. You get excited for OSU, and They're you're awesome. right every time. Yeah, pretty much every time. Yeah. So and I mean, you've gone to way more Ohio State games in person than you have mm-hmm. Browns games. I'm assuming. I, I have. I'm assuming you haven't been to like. I've been to two Browns, Browns, Browns games yeah. in my life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I've also been to two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Where I've three. been to like, let's see, seven, 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 eight, like. Yeah, roughly twenty. Yeah. Or something by the end I'll be up uh, close to 30 30 yeah. yeah which is so weird to think about like it does not feel like that at all it, it is actually I still remember my first game though I teared up you teared <laughs> up yeah it was just such an incredible experience you're finally s- being there just being so excited you were emotionally overwhelmed I'm, I cried that game and I'm gonna cry <laughs> my last one and <laughs> it's, it's almost a guarantee that's hilarious so <laughs> I'm a very 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 emotional person <laughs> it does not take much for me to cry I, I cry probably at least once per week probably. hey that's okay that's okay because it's letting your emotions out right exactly yeah if you get it built up then you're, you're, that's not good for your mental health. And they're always just tearing up, you know. It's not like I'm, like, sobbing. I don't remember the last time I just sobbed. Well, we'll see about the last game. We'll see if you sob or not. <laughs> but um, Halloween's coming up this week. It is. Um, do you have any plans? It's a Thursday, so. I have an exam, so that's my plan. Thursday night? <laughs> uh, not at night. It's in the middle of the day. Oh, well, you so can still do something. I, I don't know. I'm just not, like, a huge Halloween party guy. I'm not a big dressing-up guy. I, I like... 
I'm okay if there's like a theme and I'll go to that party because yeah. you can have a simple theme. But if you're just wearing like a flannel and you say you're dressed as a lumberjack for a flannel, I mean for a Halloween party, it's mm-hmm. not right. Like, and I, I've just never gotten into Halloween too much unless I was a kid where I could dress up as Batman every year. I don't know. But but growing up in Northeast Ohio, it's always cold during Halloween. So you're, you're I just remember. So every, you'd always be Batman with a jacket. Exactly. Like I always just remember like. Every time you before we go out, it's the discussion of how many more layers can my mom put on me yep. underneath my costume. <laughs> it was always either very cold, and I feel like in our later youth years, it was always raining. It, it rained like it was raining a lot, yeah, almost always. But when we got in high school, uh, it was always um, our last football game was that weekend. Mm-hmm. So it's the end of the high school football season for regular season, so for Parma kids. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't I don't know, but if if you want to do something on Halloween, I got the plug for you. So oh, you just, do. You just just ask me off air. Okay. And I got you. I got you don't want to tell everyone that's listening, all mm. twenty of our listeners. <laughs> well, we don't know. True. Okay. I was exaggerating a little bit, but yeah. yes. Um, just let me in in a, in a negative way. <laughs> so uh, a monumental thing happened for our podcast this past week. Uh, as Dustin promised he was going to do, we went to the bar and saw an away game together. We did. Uh, not at Chumley's this time. Not at Chumley's. We went to my favorite bar this we time went because to, uh, Dustin's choice. Josh was delayed on his showing up to the game. That's true. <laughs> um, to my own, to my own. Uh, he fault. made the plans and he almost canceled on the plans. <laughs> but no, I it's okay. It was for a I great didn't, reason. Though. You didn't. You did not, and you showed. And uh, you had a very, very valid reason. Uh, Josh had a big uh, assignment to do that he had to work on. And apparently I'm an idiot and I don't know how to do it. So my my wonderful girlfriend had to come in. And <laughs> but you did well on it, so that's all that matters. nobody from the university is listening to this because <laughs> that would be academic misconduct. You didn't. She didn't do it for you. She, she just she asked just, for. She advised. She yes. advised me. You on just how asked to... for uh, some advice. You know, like some better understanding, and then you did it. Right. Yeah, that's what we'll say. We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it, it worked out. Uh, yeah, I was there. Um, I was already a couple beers in, and then Josh came, and then I continued to get some more beers in, and I spent yep. way too much money. Yeah. But it was a really good time, yeah. and uh, we had a lot of fun there. Uh, I know you've been to a little bar before, but how'd you mm-hmm. like it going there for a game and everything? Um, it was really crowded, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't know that they the outside space, which was pretty cool. It was pretty if it was cool nicer there. out, it would have been better because there was they had so on much the projector more room. Yeah. More room. Exactly, because uh, I've been there on a game day, on a home game, like after the game, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, keep talking. Uh, and <laughs> it was just nice. I mean, I, I I thought it didn't get crowded until later on, necessarily. Like, in the beginning, I mean, we, we all four of us, because my girlfriend was there and his girlfriend came too, all four of us got to get a bar seat, which was nice. And uh, There were dogs If you didn't there. hear what I, uh, me say it before, it was that little bar, which is on High Street. It's uh, north of campus, but not too far. It's right by Buffalo Wild Wings, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, and it's... The cool thing about Little Bar is that it's in the shape of a barn. It is, yeah. It, it has that, you like, wouldn't know. really sports. Well, you would know. I guess, yeah. It, it just has that really, like, sports bar, like... Vibe to it. it it's, like, not normally crowded. Like, I, I've been there before, and it's never really crowded, mm-hmm. which is kind of nice, too. Um, it just seems it's comfortable for me, and it's really close, which I... Like, if I was going to have to go to Chumley's, I would have had to find some kind of transportation other than walking, because that would have been, like... <laughs> 
over a half hour walk probably, and I did not want to do that, <laughs> especially after. Uh, real shot, real quick, real quick shout out. Um, breaking moves. Oh. Dwayne Haskins is in the game for the Thursday night football game. We are watching whoa. that live, whoa, and whoa, he just whoa. had his first play of this game. It is the beginning of the second half. Why? So now you have Dwayne Haskins and Terry McLaurin playing together, which is a pretty interesting thing. I mean, I guess at this point you can say. Washington's season is a complete throwaway now. They're pretty much just fighting for the second overall pick because right. Dolphins aren't going to let go of that first overall pick. So I believe they play. I mean, why not? They already did. Oh, they did. Last, okay. uh, and that's the one win that uh, Haskins, uh, the Redskins have. <laughs> I mean, as much as Haskins, you could say, isn't ready, I still kind of like it because how is he going to – like, he's going to – What's better for him to get ready than putting him in a game? You can't. You can't. And it's a thirteen to six game. It's not like he was put in a game where it's forty to nothing like last time, where they were already being crushed. I I actually don't mind it because I think he's a guy that just needs to prove himself. Um, He's already looking. uh, He oh dang, Terry McLaurin's wide open and even go to him. (laughs) Terrible friend. Terrible. (laughs) Um, But. I, I'm, I, we're going to have to keep an yeah, so update on this game now because... If anything happens... Before, we didn't have to talk about this at all, but now I'm, we're definitely going to talk about how Dwayne Haskins is doing. Our guy, we've, we loved him last year. We talked about him every single podcast, nonstop, a lot more than we talked about Justin Fields, and we love Justin Fields too. So. Right. And, and, and I will give us credit, we talked about Terry McLaurin a lot too. We did. We were ahead of the national media. We were ahead of the NFL scouts on Terry McLaurin. We were, and we continue to keep everyone posted on what their thoughts were of him too because we were loving all the uh, love that he was getting for sure so there, uh, was, there was another big advancement that happened uh, yes. at the game um, I'm going to talk briefly about post game Dustin showed me that Cottagin might Cottagen. might actually have best pizza by the slice at Ohio State I love Cottagin it's a huge actually, debate it's a huge debate just had it again today uh, after uh, my research this morning, I came. I went up to Cottage and Pizza. I'm obsessed with Cottage. It's just like I usually get. I'm usually simple with some Domino's or mm-hmm. Donatos or something like that. But just like when you can get a good, nice, greasy pizza, but not over oh, yeah. greasy, and it's like thick, really like it's fresh right out of the oven. It's so nice. It was it, yeah, it was thick. It had some like every. Part of it, I think, is pretty good. I think it's the best on campus, but I haven't had everything, so I can't speak high, like exactly. But the best of what I've had, that's I think is best. There's there's three different pizza by the slice places, I believe, mm. and one of them is by my house, which is I couldn't even tell you the name of it. It's right next to Five Guys, and then there's Cecilia's, which is it's like a a Cari or a Rossi or Rossi. It's like some Italian name. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't even tell you. I couldn't even begin to know where to start. Um, Cecilia's, which is the fan Ohio State favorite. I would uh-huh. say that's the general consensus favorite pizza by the slice at Ohio State. New York style, very thin, very greasy, very good. Mm-hmm. And then there's Cottage Inn, which I didn't even know did pizza by the slice, but then Dustin showed me his ways, and it was fantastic. Um, I haven't even had the chance to have Cecilia's yet, but I'm giving them the nod because I found a new revelation about Cottage and Pizza. Okay. Um, I was just curious to see if it's like a local place, which would give it more value. But, yeah. But it found out it's uh, based in Ann Arbor, Michigan. 
Oh. Founded and based in Ann Arbor, Michigan. They just lost a lot of points there. That's very unfortunate because I was kind of hoping it would be more of a OSU thing, but it's all right. So he's giving the. It's still really good. I'm still just gonna, like that. I'm still gonna eat it a lot though. <laughs> you have to try Cecilia's, and then we'll we'll actually. You know how Cecilia's you know is good though. Well, it's always got a long line. It's a, well, that's because it's right next to a bar. Like it's connected it is, to a yeah. bar. It's mm-hmm. connected to a bar, so it's very easy. But it's 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 good because they give you two plates. Yeah. They give you two plates under it, mm-hmm. and then then with like each slice of pizza. That's how you know it's good. That's true. That's true. Uh, I'm definitely gonna have it soon. Uh, I just the past two times I've been to. Otter in uh, the first time I was there it was just the line was too massive and then the second time most recently often massive it was just um, we were just moving to a lot of different places and just didn't have a chance to go over there so well I guess past three times I guess you'd say either way um, I haven't had the chance but I really need to and I Port- promise Port- I will no, he didn't and, like it I don't think or no he didn't try it he didn't and try it. we still have to try Mikey's Late Night Slice which where's that it's in the short north Okay. But that's considered, like, the best Columbus by the slice pizza, just, like, among everything. Okay. And actually, uh, Pornoy with Barstool mm-hmm. did uh, rank that as the best uh, OSU pizza by the slice. Mikey pizza by the Mikey's slice. Mikey's late night slice. Okay. Uh, it's, I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's just, like, a little bit farther down in the short north. It's not too far from campus still, though. Mikey's um, but late it's really, night it's, slice. I've, had, I've heard amazing things about it, and I need to do it. Maybe we'll do our own uh, pizza, pizza review. review. <laughs> I would love that. We've, oh, we've done Cottage and Pizza Review, a little bit of Cecilia's. Let's just keep doing this every week. Maybe okay. it's a new uh, segment. We'll do a pizza review, everyone, okay? Because that's my favorite food. <laughs> I, 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 I don't mind talking about pizza, pizza no. anytime. I, get to, I had pizza yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had Blaze, though. Blaze is pretty solid. Definitely solid. They I got the... I know it's probably... Half people listen, I probably don't even care. But I got the seven ninety nine large pepperoni pizza. Mm-hmm. Which was new. It's new for them, and okay. I ordered online. And I live probably twelve steps away from Blaze, so <laughs> walked down there. It was it was there for me. It was okay. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as good. I'm I'm a huge simple pie guy. Yeah, simple pie. Go and customize it to the best I can. Oregano, salt, Parmesan. But ordering online didn't recommend. I love Blaze. Um, sometimes I don't go there as often just because I haven't wanted to spend like ten dollars yeah. as far. But at the same time, the last actually the last time I had Blaze was with you uh, when we uh, when we were uh, when you had a party at your house and then we went oh, and walked yeah, yeah. to uh, Chit and Den to the Chit Show. Yeah, and we went to Blaze because we were starving. It was a, I've been, I haven't been there in a long time. I, I wasn't <laughs> lying when I said that. And uh, I guess maybe it's just because I had a little bad taste of it ever since because at the end they're like, "Do you want some oregano and salt?" <laughs> and usually I don't mind the salt, but they loaded it on there and it was terrible because of it. Like I was starving, so I was okay with it. <laughs> but salt when it's loaded, like salt is just like a minor like. Aftertaste that you right. get on there is okay, but when you load it up, uh, I could not deal with it. <laughs> they do make it salty, so you have to be careful. Yeah, but so I'm no longer asking that for that because <laughs> if they do accidentally put too much, it ruins the pizza where it's not worth the risk at all. Anyways, let's get into football because okay. now I am just want some pizza anyways. Yeah, pizza sounds so good right now. <laughs> um, So my thoughts on that game, the Northwestern game, was it was the most relaxing, laid-back game that we've watched this season and it was kind of really nice like we had the bye week Mm -hmm. we have a tougher schedule coming up 
And it just was like a nice, relaxing game, especially for a Friday away game that I could just sit back and watch it, and I had no worries. It was weird. I didn't have a single worry the entire game. Like, even in, like, past games where, like, um, we've blown teams out, like Cincinnati, like, there was a little bit of a worry going into the game because we knew that they were a good team and we didn't prove anything right. ourselves. Miami, yet. we were down yeah, at one point. Yeah, exactly. Even though it was 2 nothing. That's the last nothing, time we whatever. were down in a game. Probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing it is. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay, yeah, I I have a note about that, but we'll wait until later into the show to bring it up. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, like, really enjoyed it. Like, it was a Friday game, so we got extra time because of it to prepare for Wisconsin. It was, it was weird, though. It was basically a, just a practice. It was weird, though, having the game on Friday. It was super I weird. I didn't like it. it. I didn't feel like campus was into it. I had to work that day. I got mm-hmm. home from work and I was like, I have to do homework and then like I <laughs> might not be able to even watch the game, you know? Mm-hmm. But it was just weird and I do not recommend it. It was different. It like, on Saturday I ended up just not really watching football at all. I was just kind of free things. I watched a little bit of the Michigan-Penn State game, but not even that much. It was just like... I didn't even think of what I did, yeah. Kind of just, like, I just chilled and didn't really do anything. It kind of like freed up my day a little bit, I guess. But at the same time, it's just it was I agree it was weird like just walking around campus it just wasn't very lively at all everyone had their like normal Friday things that they were doing and they'd rather be doing something else and yeah. especially because it, it was a Northwestern game where people didn't get into it super much like I'm glad it wasn't at home like I don't think it would have been a great home game like I think it would be cool just because it would be would have been another night game. But at the same time, I, I don't think people would have been there for very long if they were there. Right. 100% agree. Mm-hmm. I think that, like... That would have been easily probably e- easily the cheapest tickets of the year. Oh, yeah. I think if it, like, that, there was a reason that it was... If we are going to have a Friday game, there was a reason it was away. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. They knew what was going to happen. What was the comment you were going to say about the game? Um, it wasn't about this game. It was about the Wisconsin game. Oh, okay. So you're saving it for later? Yeah. Okay. Um... The big thing, like, uh, from that game, too, with the Northwestern is that it's a continuation of our absolute dominance in the second quarter. The last time we, uh, the last time we did not go off in the second quarter was the first game of the season. <laughs> Florida Atlantic, we were already up 21 nothing, and then, uh, we, only we went off s- in the first quarter. Yeah. So it was the only time that we didn't go off in the second quarter. But ever since we've put up 21 points or more in every single game in the second quarter. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, though. We, I think we lead the country in second quarter points. Um, I couldn't find the exact uh, stat, but either way, we are on an absolute tear in the second quarter. Right. This week we had 24 points in the second quarter. Uh, just to compare the rest of the game, the most we had in a quarter was 14, other than the second quarter. Yeah. Um, just co- it just complete dominance, and I don't. I honestly expect that continue to continue to happen in the Wisconsin game, just to get into like we won't go into it too much. But I think that I could see us going a little slow and going off in the second quarter. I love that because not because not only does that obviously give you a lead, but if you go off in the second quarter, you go into halftime with a nice comfortable lead. And then all Ryan has to do, Ryan Day has to do is, hey, come on, play a third quarter, try, mm-hmm. you know, keep this where it's at, and then the fourth quarter starts when you really have to even play. It allows them to have a big momentum going into the uh, halftime too. Yeah, and then it's like it gives us that time for to let Master T run the ball mm-hmm. 
and just let our guys rest a little. Yeah, because so, I feel like that was the weird thing about the Florida Atlantic game was we went off so much in the first quarter. The rest of the game kind of had a lot of mistakes. Yeah, and we just it was, kind of looked dull the rest of the game, and we didn't even game get, like that was like the most points we've given up all right, season, 21. which is super weird. Mm-hmm. You would have expected that for a Florida Atlantic game, but I mean it's true, and I honestly could see it still being the highest after Wisconsin. A little preview for later as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Uh, the big play of the game, the biggest play of the game, in my opinion, was the 55-yard field goal. Absolutely. It like which is so weird because we were putting bets down. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I I don't think anyone would have believed in Blake Hubble to make that field goal. Absolutely ever. not. I I said there's zero percent chance he makes this. He's been such an average kicker like up to this point, right? Like nothing we, special. No, most teams that are at our level do not have a kicker. At his level, most time, most of the other teams probably have a lot better kicker. I mean, he's been like able to do his job, but he's, he's had a pretty, couple misses here and there. Already. He's very mediocre. He is, and he just absolutely destroyed that ball and just got it through there. Fifty-five and, and, is long for an NFL kicker. Yeah, you know, exactly. You know, like, like if you put an if you have that in an NFL game, you're risking it unless you have a top kicker. And he nailed it. He could have made it from 65. I, like, that, it was a no-doubt make. It was a big one. I mean, he absolutely crushed that ball. Mm. It was awesome. It really was awesome. That was, I agree, that was the highlight of the game for me as well. It's the second longest field goal in OSU history. Hmm. What's the longest? I bet it's Mike Nugent if I had to place a bet. But I will get back to you on that. Okay. What are your other? Do you have any other favorite moments from that game? I, mean, um, I know there wasn't a whole lot of, like, Glitz and glam from the game. It was a lot I, of just turning I, and dominating the whole game yeah, throughout. I agree with you. I very casually watched it. Um, it was like talk for 30 seconds, watch the play. Talk for 30 seconds, watch the play. It's the most I've drink. ever talked during a game. I told you, but it's it's a good atmosphere, mm-hmm. you know. Like I t- I kind of told you, like I don't really pay attention as much when I'm watching it on TV. Yeah. Or I, I or at the bar is compared to watching it by myself, which makes sense. Mm. But uh, I don't think I missed anything. It just wasn't like focusing no. at all, like on every single play. I wasn't was analyzing exactly. every single play. I was just kind of watching, like, oh, that's mm-hmm. good, or that's bad, and then moving on to the next. But like, I literally can't even think of a play that Northwestern was on offense. Yeah. Try to visualize a play that you can remember when Northwestern was on offense. I can't. They, they had some a couple nice runs, but nothing like more than like 15 or 20 yards ever. Right. And, and that just should speak for itself that that game was literally just pure essence of dominance. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know how else to put it. No, I agree. It, what's, that, our, what's our stat department say? Anything yet? Nothing yet, but it's the longest in 15 years. And in high school, he drilled a 61-yard field goal. Wow. Which is what made him uh, feel comfortable with that field goal. <laughs> it's actually um, – it's also it's also impressive because uh, I remembered the one, but I forgot about the second one. He's had two missed field goals already this year. One was against Indiana. It was a 35-yarder, 30, uh, I believe it was. And the second one was against Michigan State, and that was a 37-yarder. I, I remember the, the Michigan one. State I, one. Yeah. I remember the Indiana one, but not the Michigan State one, Which so it's kind of opposite. And I know for sure he's missed an extra point. I'm pretty sure he has. I would not be surprised at all. On, a, on a, another note, Ohio State landed the number one kicker in the nation in this year's recruiting class. Oh, they did? So Yeah, he's from Cincinnati. Nice. So, 
the, the, he's going to be coming in, but he was the number one ranked kicker in college school, or in high school football. So shout out us, shout out <laughs> us. We're about to be having a nice ass kicker for the next I few hope years. So. Uh, uh, Habil. <laughs> uh, update real quick. Uh, Fifty-five yarder has been done three other times. Mike okay. Nugent, Dan Stoltz, and Gary Cairns all uh, had a field goal from that same distance. But the num- uh, the longest field goal in history was a fifty-nine yard field goal. By Tom Skladani against Illinois in 1975. Wow, that's pretty impressive. I don't even know if they even had like measure measuring <laughs> like yardage markers yeah. back then. You know, so that's a pretty big deal. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. 59 yarder in 1979. Hobble or Habil could have. How do you say? It? How do you say it? Like Hobble. I thought it was Hobble too, but and more I've been listening to the radio and stuff. They call him Habil. I like Hubble better, so I'm just going to go with that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Anyways, he could have made it from 65, like I said. Yeah. So he said he apparently he's comfortable with 60s, so I'll take it. I mean, it, like I'd rather him kick a 35-yarder in a big game than the 55-yarder in this game, but it was still pretty cool to see. Um, just make the 35-yarders next time, please. Because um, watch, he ends up putting us in a bad position against Wisconsin or Penn State this year, and I'm going to be pissed. And right. I'm going to retract everything I said good about him in this podcast. He's going to be started, He's going to be called Habil from, yeah. from now on because we're going to be mad at him. Uh, the other cool play was Master Teague having that 73-yard uh, run, which is the longest of his career so far with OSU. And then like the next series... Marcus Crowley has a 53-yard uh, rush. Uh, OSU's off uh, rushing team just absolutely was all over the field, and that wasn't even the le- leading rushing guy, obviously, with J.K. Dobbins crushing it once again, as expected, with 121 yards, and he had a 68 rush as well. Um, also, uh, I just wanted to discuss our defense a little bit. Um, our pass defense was amazing. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't have expected anything less because they had not much of a passing offense in the first place. But we only allowed 42 passing yards in the entire game, which is pretty insane. But I was kind of disappointed with our rushing defense. And I don't know if it's because we kind of let up a little bit later on in the game because we kind of did a victory formation a little bit or because we expected them to pass because they were winning. Uh, I don't know if what it was, but either way, we gave up 157 rushing yards, and I was not that's, pleased. That's a that. lot. Yeah. Uh, I have a stat for Master Teague if you want to hear it. Give it to me. So Dr. Corey M. Teague, Master Teague's dad, tweeted mm. this out after the game. He said, I don't have to do this, but I have to do this. <laughs> so Master Teague's first long TD for his career was 33 yards. Mm-hmm. His second longest TD this year was for 40 yards. What's 33 plus 40? Okay. What is it? 73. 73. <laughs> his, lo- his third long TD this year, the Northwestern one, 73 yards. <laughs> 33, 40, and 73. And their address was once 33, 40. <laughs> <laughs> From his dad himself. I thought that was kind of cool. 33, yeah. 40, and then 73. Playing around with the numbers. Yeah, playing like around with the numbers, how you kind of see that stuff. Mm-hmm. But... And we got some more Master Teague stats coming up in a little bit, too. Teague. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of was just disappointed with that, especially with the fact that we have a huge rushing team coming up this weekend. Uh, yeah, if we can't, that's true. If we can't stop Northwestern's rushing defense, I don't know how we'll stop Jonathan Taylor. But, obviously, that was just game script. That's how the game went. And I, I expect us to be prepared for Jonathan Taylor because 
we, that's like who you prepare for. We weren't preparing for Northwestern's rushing at all. I don't think we really prepared. We just played like played normal. Play like, yeah, exactly. I will say that I would much rather give up forty. I would much rather give up 150 rushing yards if it meant we only gave up 45 passing. Exactly. I'm fi- I'm completely fine with yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like when we still held them under 200 total uh, yards in the game, they never had a rush longer than 16 yards. They had one time we're in the red zone and they got a field goal. Otherwise, we kept them out of the red zone the entire game. Right. So it really meant nothing. Um, and it was pretty spread out amongst all their team. I mean, the leading rusher had 65 rushing yards. So that's not even great for him alone. I mean, we had two guys get more than that in, on our team alone and actually, like, blew him out in rushing yards in that aspect. So I'm not, like, terribly worried. It's just a note to put in the back of my head that... Something to you, think about. It, it, it's the, if we had to say one weakness from the game, because that was an amazing game, there really isn't much weakness to take away from it. I guess that you could say that that's the one bad part of it. And Dwayne Haskins goes down with a sack. But not his fault. He didn't have any time at all, like literally. Um, all right, you got any facts for me? Um, Some fun facts or stats? Do you want me to touch on Master Teague? Give it to me. Yeah. Speaking of Master Teague, as you were just saying, Dustin, believe it or not, this is a crazy stat. Mm-hmm. In the Big Ten, Master Teague is the fifth leading rusher. And he's a backup running back who only gets in during garbage time. <laughs> he is behind, for sure, Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins. Jonathan Taylor is number one. Yep. J.K. Dobbins is two. Rodney Smith, the running back from Minnesota, is three. And then Stevie Scott, Indiana running back, is four. And Master is only 40 rushing yards away from number four. Right, so he potentially... Maybe not this game, but he he might end the year around five, mm-hmm. which would be crazy if we had two Ohio State running backs in the top five rushing for the Big Ten. Considering, all right, go ahead. I was gonna say I was gonna say your fact, but you say your fact about uh, Master Teague. I, yeah, I, I agree with you that I could see him finishing the top five still because everyone behind him is pretty close. Like it's all within right. I figured it would be less than a hundred rushing yards all the way down to number ten. But no one stands out to you that is just going to go off in the rest of the year. And in every single game, in my opinion, and I think it's, you would agree with me and uh, most people would agree, Master Teague just looks better every single game. He's just getting better. So the touches continue to increase every game as well. Right. He's getting, like, a, there was a couple series where he had it to himself even in the Northwestern game. It wasn't, the garbage time went basically to Marcus Crowley, not even, like, J.K. Didn't, like only played in the first, right. like, he played, like, the least in that game, I think. I would say, I mean, he, he had 121 rushing yards. You know, he was like gone from the game before Justin Fields was even. Um, but like that just speaks to how great Master Teague is because we can do that with him in the game. But this, my stat with Master Teague is he has 512 total rushing yards on the season. JK has 947 total rushing yards on the season. To put into perspective how great that is and how bad this team is. Michigan's total rushing yards for their entire team is 1,087 rushing yards. Master Teague in garbage time alone is half of their rushing yards. And J.K. is almost he's only 100 yard rushing yards away from them, and he's one guy versus their, I think it was like 15 guys that have rushed the ball from them. And their supposed scrambling quarterback who, who can make plays on his feet if he has to. Yeah, and what's their supposed strength? Is the they're run running game. it. Supposedly. Yeah, that's the thing that well, they've been doing their entire time. Yeah. 
like this is what they've been doing ever since they came into uh, ever since they've been a prominent team is just run the ball and they've been that's their offense they're still running that old run heavy offense and yet right. they can't figure out the run or the pass <laughs> and they suck yeah so it just speaks to how great they've been and also how bad Michigan has been although Michigan did look relatively good in the second half of that Penn State game mm-hmm I think they might have found something. Don't quote me, but I think they <laughs> might have found something. Okay. So it'll be interesting to see what they do this week. I agree. Um, uh, my other uh, last fact, which isn't a fun fact, but it's still a fact, and it's a tough pill to swallow. Okay. OSU has only three home games left and five total games left of the season. It's Guaranteed. I mean... Yeah, guaranteed. Like, we still have the playoff. Well, technically six because we're already guaranteed a play, uh, bowl game because we were already over 500 this season. But either way, of the games uh, that Josh and I will be going to as a senior, we only have three home games left. And it's very, very disappointing. It has blown by, and I do not want it to see it go. And I just had to state that fact because it's a tough pill to swallow. And I'm sure it's pr- very tough for everyone listening to because nothing better. There's nothing better than going, being able to go to a OSU football game on a Saturday, and we don't want to, We're not ready to say goodbye to that yet. As cheap as we do, exactly. I think that's what that's what's going to kill me more is that mm-hmm. for the rest of my life I could still come to Ohio State games. Yeah, like for I'm the rest, guaranteed to come to another game at some point in my life. Yeah, but at least one. But I'm I'm not guaranteed to get the tickets at the price I do Definitely now. Definitely not. So hey, but we're, we're not going to stop looking like students for a couple of years now. We don't have that's to turn our ID, right? That's true. You don't. So we're, we can keep uh, playing the game a little bit. We can. Yeah, you play to win. I mean, how much longer do you think you're not going to look like yourself in that Buck ID? At least four or five more years. Exactly. Hopefully. Take one, a new one right before you graduate so it's oh. as up-to-date as possible. <laughs> oh, mega mind. Just hopefully no one kicks us out of the Facebook groups. <laughs> I just read a huge article from one of my assignments about lying. Or not lying, but like bluffing. Mm-hmm. Is it ethical or not? <laughs> and, and you, sir, have just... You know, it's a life hack, sir. It's not bluffing or lying. It's a you, life hack. You, sir, have <laughs> epitomized what that article was talking about, and I love it. It's a life hack. It's ethical to uh, win at the game of life. <laughs> that's 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 fair. Um, you got any more play to win? Fun facts or stats? Um, Ohio State is seven and zero. Michigan's five and two. It's a good day. That's a pretty good fact. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin is six and one. Which would have been better if they were seven and zero. Much better. But I guess we could start talking about that now. Yeah. Um, around the league, yeah. So let's start off with that. Wisconsin last week goes and plays Illinois. They are thirty and a half point favorites in that game. That has to be. It, it's one considered of one of the biggest upsets ever. Has to ever. Be. Yeah. Has Especially to be. because of the uh, the line that the spread that it had. Uh, it's unheard of to see that, and yet it happened. Um, Wisconsin lose to, loses to Illinois 24-23. to It. I did not watch that game at all. I did not even know it was a close game, and I got that notification, and I was absolutely shocked. And I was actually pretty mad because, because of it. Because I wasn't very... I wanted uh, a full two undefeated teams coming on Saturday... And playing their best, and the best team wins, which would have been Ohio State. But 
I wanted to show how great we are, and it would have been a, mo- a lot more lit. Mm. It, it, it like, cause on top of it too, like what what's one of the gr- best things of the uh, being an OSU student or going to these games is rushing the field after a big win, and it, I mean I guess Penn State we could do it because like. Last year we didn't have a big win, but we still rushed it after Michigan just mm-hmm. because we beat Michigan. Well, we don't have Michigan at home this year. If Penn State's a blowout, do we still rush the field? I don't know. So I was thinking maybe if, if we beat Wisconsin, if it was three versus six, I have no idea. I don't decide when we rush the field and when we don't rush you, the field. You are the sole decider. <laughs> this man I'm talking to you decides. But I'm just trying he to tell every of, student whether we can rush or not. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of when we would, and I thought there was a slight chance. Wait, I guess what does that have to say with Penn State? Because Penn State, we, could, uh, they only have Michigan State left before us, mm-hmm. uh, and that's this week. So by the time we play them, they could be they do technically, no lower they, than they six. They technically do have two games. Mm. Because they have, because we play Maryland next. But I'm saying like, uh, good. I know what you're saying, yeah, but they could, games, they could they potentially. Could, lose. I mean, we didn't think Wisconsin would lose that one, right? So right. I so guess they, anything is possible. Anything is possible. <laughs> um, with that being said, I did watch the Wisconsin game. Mm-hmm. I watched the fourth quarter. Um, that final drive, Wisconsin had the ball up by or tied, mm-hmm. and Jack Cohn threw a pick. Sucks. Threw a pick at the 50-yard line, and Illinois just ran the ball. Just ran the ball. Nobody could tackle, and they it was an easy 37-yard field goal for that kicker, who apparently is a stud. That was like, you know, slicing butter, like the easiest thing. Like he had no no issue with it, hit it right through the uprights. The Illinois fans were not worried. I don't even think the Illinois fans – yeah, they did. I was going to say. They, they stormed the field. Mm-hmm. They did, yeah. I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, well, I, I didn't know if they insane. had fans, to be honest. I wasn't sure. <laughs> uh, it was great, though, to see that. Um, it was Because cool. it, like, upsets are great in that aspect. Is I was going to say, it shows because, you that anything can happen in, in college football. Yeah, just as a pure college football fan, because if you think about the upsets that have happened this year, there's only, like, really two. Mm. Georgia and Wisconsin, there hasn't been, like, any big upsets. I mean, I guess you could say Clemson. That game was like basically an upset because they never should have won by that little. The North Carolina game. Yeah, but still, either way, there hasn't been much upset of the season, and it's kind of been, been like anybody that has losses, it's because they played a team that was um, pretty evenly matched, and they were just a little bit better. So. And it's different than it is in the NFL because, like, so for example, watching the Vikings Redskins games, if the Redskins were to win this game, it would be a huge upset. But at the end of the day, they're both professionals. Like nobody's going to be talking about it for more than a week. You no. know, mm. it's just like they're 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 both professional teams. Like you should go in there. The drop off is a, a lot more is a lot more minimal. Yeah, they, there's so much more parity in the NFL than there is in college football. Mm. Yeah, obviously, which makes sense. But um, it's just it's just incredible going. I I don't know. I don't know the feeling. Unfortunately. Going into a game and not, or I guess fortunately, <laughs> going into a game and knowing that you don't have really a chance. Mm-hmm. But like I'm assuming that feeling is probably just so special and something that those kids at I or Illinois will remember for the rest of their lives. They'll be like, "Oh, that game when we were seniors, when we beat Wisconsin, like that was mm-hmm. like the pinnacle." Wisconsin was hoping for a CFP chance, undefeated, undefeated top ten. They were favored by thirty and a half points. The last time that Iowa. Why do I keep on saying Iowa? <laughs> Last time that Illinois beat a top ten team was Ohio State in mm-hmm. 2007 when we were number one. 
Yeah, and they were. Uh, they had actually a solid team that year. They too. They, they played in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, they um, won. I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, but they played in the Rose they Bowl. Still did, yeah. Um, I mean, so yeah, I think they had Rashard Mendenhall on that team. Was a, like the big name guy for them, the running back. Um, but because actually, like, was not talk, uh, talking about that not too long ago. But um, it, it's a it's a really big thing that that happened because it affects OSU. Because now not only are we playing the number 13 team rather than the rank, sixth ranked team in this week's game, um, lowers our, uh, the value of the win if we win a little bit. Uh, but it also affects the possibility of who we would be playing in the Big Ten championship game. Correct. Uh, right now, that put this that loss puts Minnesota at the top so, of the West uh, standings. Sole and, ownership. Exactly. Undefeated Minnesota. They do play. Wisconsin and Minnesota still have to play each other, and I believe that's they almost always play the last week of their se- both of their regular seasons. So I'm sure that that will happen again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but by that point. Anything could happen. Was Minnesota could win, lose because they play uh, Penn State coming up in two weeks. Uh, that could be a loss for Minnesota. And then Wisconsin could win. also have two losses, so it doesn't mm-hmm. even matter if Wisconsin loses to or uh, Minnesota loses to Wisconsin because they will exactly Minnesota would have to lose twice, um, assuming Ohio State wins. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting if Ohio State plays uh, Minnesota in the Big Ten championship. Uh, can't remember the last time we even played them, let alone we played them last year, didn't we? I think so. But I think like, so. Blew them out or something. Row the boat. Yeah. yeah. PJ Fleck. Uh, that's awesome. Minnesota what does did. play Iowa still, though. They do. Yeah. So that could be do. another loss. They like, could have three losses. Exactly. So and the odds of it happening is slim still. Um, I think the if any if I was if anyone was a betting man, they would still assume that. And uh, Dwayne Haskins just threw a pick. Yeah, which that was unfortunate because it literally it was went Terry through. Terry too. It literally went through his hands. That sucks. Poor Dwayne Haskins, but just more chance to for improvement. <laughs> you want you want Ooh, your kind of a bad. Throw. It, it was kind of a bad throw. That was a, pretty above him. It went off his fingertips more than through his hands. Oh, that was an awful throw. Yeah. Come on, Dwayne. Hook up your brother. Come on. It was through <laughs> Terry McLaurin's hands, though. Um, I guess he doesn't have much to learn from with uh, Case Keenan being above him. <laughs> That's true. Um, but either way, uh, it'd be, it's it's interesting because you you got it, Wisconsin probably still has the best chance, but we'll see what happens. Um, It'll be interesting. Just, That's for sure. It's just weird because now uh, you have another team in the picture for who who we could end up playing. Um, but uh, as a result of last week, OSU uh, actually jumped. Over Clemson, and they are now the third-ranked team in the AP poll rankings. Um, and they also had 13 first-place votes, which is the third most. Yep. Um, that was a big move for them. Uh, Clemson has not done anything impressive besides play crappy teams and beat them. Um, so that was a really good thing to see that they that they they earned that. Um, they definitely deserved that. Uh, Penn State's now at six. Uh, getting that ready for it to be a big game, uh, especially if they continue to win. Uh, as I said, Wisconsin dropped down to 13. And uh, Michigan's now at 19, and Iowa's at 20. Uh, and a big one that uh, keeps improving is Cincinnati. Uh, everyone kind of dogged us for having a terrible win in the beginning of the season against Cincinnati. Uh, that was a bad team. Uh, and they've been proving not to be. That's Cincinnati's only loss so far this season. To us. 
Uh, they are now six and one, and they are number eighteen in the country. They're so. turning out to be a, a very quality win, and that's awesome for us. And, and I don't see them losing. I was about to say they don't have much of a tough schedule. They've already beat their toughest UCF, opponent, yeah. besides those in UCF. So yep, that, they beat them, and I bet on that game. Did you? Yeah. I wonder if they have SMU in the schedule. Uh, they should. I think they're in their conference. They are. So that could that, that'll be that, a big that game. That might potentially also be a, a big game. So if they beat, oh they don't. Okay. They, so that might be legit, the American Championship. They legit could win out. Uh, their toughest opponent uh, the rest of the season is USF, maybe. Uh, not even. They, not even Memphis, I guess you could say. They don't. They have a pretty easy schedule the rest of the year. Uh, but yeah, SMU. Uh, they are the leaders in the West, and uh, uh, Cincinnati's in the East. So that could be their conference championship, which won't even matter at that point because if they're making the conference championship. That's no matter awesome what, it's a quality us. win. Yep. Um, so uh, that's that's awesome because that they they should they should just continue to go up. Uh, not too high, but they should go up still. Um, to continue with that stuff. Uh, this week, uh, it's a pretty solid week. You start off the day on Saturday with OSU versus Wisconsin, which is unfortunate. College game day will not be there. They are going screw them. South Dakota State versus. But- San Diego State is always uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah, but this far superior Fox Big Noon show will be in Columbus. That's true. And uh, guess who is coming to the game? Urban Meyer. Mm-hmm. And he said Urban. it's killing him it's, uh, to not be able to be calling Urban. plays or get on the field and yell at the players if they mess up or something like that. But he's going to be there and he's trying to avoid. Any stress from the game? But. I saw I saw some news story. It was like Urban Meyer returns home to Ohio State. I'm mm-hmm. like, he teaches here. He yeah, literally exactly. he comes here three days yeah. a week. Like, it, it's funny because if you didn't know that, you would think like, oh, it's probably the first time he's been at Ohio State mm-hmm. since he retired. And I'm like, he's literally here <laughs> four days a week. Exactly. Like know? he had the Oklahoma Texas game on Saturday that he was working at on yes. Saturday, and then uh, my girlfriend had. Um, orientation on Monday because she started working at OSU and orientation was at the Fawcett Center and she literally saw him teaching a class at the Fawcett Center on Monday. Yeah. So quick turnaround for him. He was right back to work at yep. OSU. He's here. As weird he that lives he in Columbus. On Sunday. It was on a Monday. Oh. It was on a Monday. Yeah. Uh, but still, as in like he was just there Saturday. Yeah. Probably traveled on oh, Sunday yeah. and then was right back to work. And I guess previously, uh, he the the Urban Meyer coaching class used to be. Urban Meyer came in first day of the semester, introduced himself, and then he had like other people teach it. Mm. I guess this year, completely different. He's there almost every single day. Yeah, super engaged. Like if you're slacking off in class, like not paying attention, he'll literally call you out. And I guess it's like a very different vibe. It, he and actually he, has one of the highest rate my professor scores. Oh, who's gonna give him a bad I, score? I, exactly. Be- I mean, it's anonymous, so they could. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I agree. You would feel to- bad in your soul if that uh, yeah. happened. But everyone that. Uh, I've read through them because they're just interesting. And everyone that is writing them isn't just saying, I love him or whatever. Like, they're actually, like, saying, like, whenever I needed help, like, he was, like, he would stay after class and he was really genuine and helped everyone with everything. And it's just great to see that he's, like, super a cool. good, genuine person where a lot of coaches aren't like that or just celebrities in general. Um, he's a good guy. He's helping out with the athletic department, too, which is really cool to see. So Yeah. I just thought it was funny because, like, from the out- outsider perspective, it was like Urban Meyer returns back to us. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like, he's literally never left. Yeah. <laughs> he's literally here more mm-hmm. engaged with the university now than he was when he was a coach. And, I mean, I think it was uh, Florida State, I think it was, that just came out today uh, and the other day and was like, 
uh, their athletic director said, even if our coach were to have a heart attack right now, so like that, we still would not be calling Urban Meyer. Um, <laughs> or uh, somebody about else, too. Like that, yeah, yeah. Some, he said something else. That was hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's like, even if our coach, it was hit by a bus. Yeah, okay, yeah. Hit by a bus today, we wouldn't call Urban Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why. You <laughs> don't know why it was that serious. <laughs> Maybe because it's just a Florida rivalry? I don't know. I have no idea. And there was somebody else, too, uh, Bill... I don't know. Somebody, I don't know. But yeah, I thought I saw that too. It was pretty funny. Mm. Uh, but NFL stuff, just the quick hittings with uh, quick stuff with the NFL. Uh, some we, it was a pretty big OSU week. We've already now seeing that uh, Haskins is in. Terry McCorns is having a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Bosa had a sack and four tackles for loss. Uh, then his brother Joey Bosa had two sacks, two tackles for loss, and a forced fumble. John Simon, uh, one of the leaders on the Patriots' amazing defense right now, had a forced fumble and a sack. And then uh, Michael Thomas, 9 for 131 yards. He leads the team in receiving uh, receiving yards and, I believe, receiving touchdowns as well. He's just absolutely dominating in this league. Uh, and this then league. The, the other side of the uh, – the other side of the – not the other side of anything. But either way, not uh, now the running backs – OSU guy leading that well, again as well. Zeke uh, was 22 for 11, 111 rushing yards and a touchdown. He also had six catches for 35 yards, um, and he now has reached 6,000 career scrimmage yards and becomes the second young tied for the second youngest to reach that point in history. Right, tied with Le'Veon Bell, uh, and I believe he was only behind uh, Eric Dickerson. I think it I was. think it was yeah. Eric Dickerson. Um, and then uh, last two guys, Von Bell um, had eight tackles, pass defended, and a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. And then Jerome Baker and Mike, uh, Raekwon McMillan uh, went off, uh, leading the, both leading the team in tackles against the Buffalo Bills. And are you done? I have technically one more thing. I have technically stats. one more thing, too. All right, let's see if it's the same thing. And Garyon Connolly traded to the Texans. Yeah. yeah, he was traded for, to the Texans for a third round pick. I think that's a great trade. For I him. think so too. I think it's really going to mm. benefit him. Yeah, I think uh, he'll be going to the Texans. Uh, he'll learn. He'll be with a great defense. Uh, I think he can shine more rather than a Raiders team that no one pays attention to at all. He's been having actually a really good season this year. Right. And, uh, so I think it's a really awesome opportunity for him, and I hope he can. It's his best year as a, as a pro so far. Yeah, because he's been having a lot of injuries, which is the main issue. Yeah, and, and like he's all been field doing stuff well. too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I thought that was it. Kind of came out of nowhere. It was an update like, oh, Gary and Connolly traded yeah. to the Texans. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so this weekend, value. Uh, the big games that I was talking about. Uh, let's run through them, and I want you to give me your pick for who's gonna win the th- big games this weekend. Okay, we're, we're not gonna touch on OSU Wisconsin because we'll get into that later. OSU. <laughs> uh, obviously, uh, Michigan versus Notre Dame. That's the night game on Saturday. I think that Michigan is going to win. Okay, that is my guess. I actually have to agree with you because they looked really nice in that Penn State game at the end. This is gonna happen. They the were. Game, they yes. were. A, they were. They had a major, chance to win. I'm saying the they might have found something. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that that could continue to roll as um, and I Notre Dame is also I, not that good. They're not. I think they're kind of overrated right now. So I think it will actually be end up being a pretty good game. Michigan. It'll be a low scoring game. I think. You remember the Notre Dame Michigan game last year? It was Notre Dame blew them out, so didn't they? Boring. Michigan like only scored three points. No, Michigan like won. No, Notre Dame won. Oh, did they? Yeah. 
I'll look it up to score. I, I think you're probably right. And it was a v- it was so boring. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was on NBC. It was like the second week of the season last year. It was. Yep, mm-hmm. it was. Um, oh, sorry. Uh, I was wrong about Michigan scoring three, but Notre Dame did win twenty-four to seventeen. Okay. And uh, it was probably a garbage time touchdown by. I, I mean, yeah, they they scored that last touch. Uh, it ended up. It was. Uh, ten to twenty four going into the fourth okay. quarter. So it was a yeah, it was practically a blowout. Uh, but yeah, I remember it just being so boring. And yeah. like that was the first game Michigan lost last year. Um, okay, next. next. Uh, a lot of people aren't saying that this is as big of a game, but I value it a little bit higher. I think it could end up being a pretty good game. Michigan State versus Penn State. Yeah, you were saying that. That's might be the first. Team that Penn State's actually played with a good defense, besides Michigan last week. Uh, yeah, it, it's debatable. Yes. I mean, I you that might be the fourth best defense in the Big Ten. Yeah, I'd probably agree. Probably the mm. fourth best behind us, Wisconsin and Michigan State. Mm. So we'll, we'll we'll see. And Michigan State kind of played us a little bit tough. Oh, so. fifth, I forgot about Penn State. I was for some reason I was counting them, but then. I would say Michigan's defense is probably better than Penn State's. Maybe. I don't know, though. Mm. I, at that point, does it really? I mean, if you're the fifth best defense yeah, in the exactly, conference, yeah. like, is it anything really special? Mm. Anyways, um, I will be very interested in that one as well. I think you're right. I think it might be a sleeper. Mm-hmm. Sleeper, good game. I still think Penn State pulls it out, though. I do think so, too. Um, Michigan State's offense just is way – they're just anemic, mm-hmm. is what, what, <laughs> what uh, analysts like to say. They're anemic. <laughs> Uh, the last one I got for you, it's the 3.30 game, and it's insane that this team has another big game on their schedule. It's their third top-ranked team of the season already, and they still have the number one overall team to play in the season. That's LSU, yeah. number two team in the country, playing number nine Auburn. I think that if LSU wins this game, they probably cement themselves as the best team in the nation right now. I agree. If they win this game, I think that they could lose to Alabama and still make the playoff. Which really Maybe. messes things up, uh, which I think we'll talk about a little bit later. I think Auburn is a little overhyped, but the the rankings. I think so too. I think be- Bo Nix is a pretty terrible quarterback. Y- right, it, and Gus Malzahn, the mm-hmm. coach. He's not that good of a coach. No, um, he had some good years and not anymore. I think that the the number though that that Auburn is does matter. You're playing the number, not the team. Mm-hmm. Right in that situation, and uh, you know, beating a, a a pretty highly ranked Auburn team definitely helps you out. But I disagree with you. I don't think that. I think that if they lose to Alabama, they're not getting in. It it, it depends. We'll, it, it, we'll touch on this a little bit because okay. I I, I want to talk about that. Okay. Um, and get in a big conversation because, um, but I, it because I think it just confuses the pool of teams a little bit for sure. Um, but. Real quick things, uh, just to shift to basketball real quick. Um, the preseason college basketball rankings came out for the year, and OSU was ranked. Um, it was kind of a 
disappointing ranking because all preseason rankings, like unofficial preseason rankings, had us in the top 15. So I wasn't expecting us to see us this, uh, expecting to see us this low. But I'll take it because it gives us room for improvement as well, which I think we will do. And the AP ranking had us at 18. That's okay. I, I'm I'm still not I'm not upset with it. That's awesome. It's just that actually. I was hearing a lot of really positive things, but I like it because the past two years. They had us nowhere near the top 25. Right. And I like that they're finally giving us a little bit of credit. Um, this might Because we've proven be, them wrong every year now. I think I'm, I'm seriously considering getting season tickets for men's basketball. I, I'm definitely going to go to more games. Because they're not that it's, expensive. We play Villanova and Cincinnati in our non-conference schedule. Uh, and then the Big Ten. And so, we play West Virginia, too. Do we? Okay. In Cleveland, though. Oh, uh, okay. Over winter break. Okay, I didn't know about that one. but I'm almost um, po- I'm almost positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to go over the Big Ten, these are teams we'll be playing at home and away. Uh, Michigan State, number one in the country right now. Uh, yep, they were and first they time were, ever. Mm-hmm, and it was, like, way above the rest of them. There was a pretty, like, But we always play Michigan State tough. We do, and I think that that, like... I'm really excited for that game. I think that'll be a really close, good matchup because... It was close two years ago. It was close last year in the first half, and then they kind of took it But two years ago... Two years ago, we beat them. We beat them. With uh, Contavious Koa Pope. Not not him. (laughs) (laughs) The Lakers just played uh, the other day and messing me up. Damn it. (laughs) Kata Bates-Diop. Kata Bates-Diop. The three names messes me up. Man, I... Uh, Just the look on your face is what me had me dead. You're like, <laughs> not him. <laughs> I felt so bad because I was literally just about to say that how he's like one of my favorite basketball players of OSU, and I didn't even get his name right. So I guess I'm a fake fan. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Maryland also uh, in the top ten. They're ranked at seventh. Uh, that kind of came out of nowhere. I did not expect them to be that high. Um, but I guess I didn't know much. Uh, OSU was the third highest ranked Big Ten team. And then You're Purdue also uh, 23rd. We're higher than Purdue. Interesting. Purdue's 23rd. Uh, some other Big Ten teams that got some votes. Uh, Cincinnati, not Big Ten, but they will be uh, on our schedule. And then Michigan had a couple votes. Uh, they're obviously going to take a step back now that they've lost their head coach, uh, which was the key to their success. To the Cavs. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Cavs. Uh, lastly, one. lastly, Villanova, uh, they, as I said, will be playing them in the season this year, and they actually open up at the number 10. So that'll be a really good uh, quality matchup for us to get. And uh, that'll be at home, so I really, really want to go to that game. If I'm going to go to any game, I want to go to that game. Absolutely. Um, all right. Now, let me see. You got any bold predictions for this game? Um, not not necessarily bold. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, not, I, I'm not getting too bold anymore. I'm, I, these are more of my just predictions in general. I do have one. Okay. And the only reason I say this is because of what happened last year and two years ago, I believe. I think that Ohio State's going to hold J- Jonathan Taylor to somewhere in between 50 and 75 yards. Okay. It's not super bold, not super bold, but I believe in the Big Ten game he was held to under 100, Big Ten championship. Mm-hmm. Not last year because we didn't play them last year. No. Two years ago is what I'm referring to. Mm-hmm. Can you confirm Norton? I, I am. I'm going to pull it up. Um, 
uh, we tend to do, this is something I want to talk about with Wisconsin, is that we tend to do really well against Wisconsin running backs, which is weird because... Uh, I remember I the that year we won the Natty, Melvin Gordon was a beast. He was. He was, was a, a top Heisman candidate. He was a freak that year, and mm-hmm. we held him to like 15 yards. That's yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he was like 25 yards in the Big Ten Championship game. And then um, we played OSU. Uh, we played um, Wisconsin, I mean, uh, in 2017. That was the last time we played them. Present. And uh, we held them to 41 yards. Mm-hmm. We held them to 41 yards, and that was uh, that overtime win that we had against them. And he was still Jonathan Taylor at that time. He wasn't like just like this random running back. Like He was still a beast. Mm-hmm. I think that he'll do a little bit better, but I think under 75 yards. When's the last time he was held under 75 yards? Can you look that up? Yes. Um, to th- uh, my, my bold prediction also has to do with Jonathan Taylor, and I think that I think Taylor has a good game because I think he ha- that, that, uh, that skill is there, uh, especially right now. And you said under 75? I think, I, I think they're going to hold him under 75. The last time he was held under 75 rushing yards was against Northwestern at Northwestern uh, when they lost to Northwestern so last, last year. year. Mm-hmm. He only had 46 rushing yards that game. Uh, every other game that entire season, he had over 100 rushing yards. And this year. I'm and this year he's had uh, over 100 rushing yards, except in the Michigan State game, he only had 80 rushing yards. Uh, so that is pretty bold to say under 75. The lowest rushing yards he's had in his career. Is 41. Against OSU. Against OSU. Uh, but even though I think Taylor will have a good game, not like relatively speaking, just good game as for a running back. I don't think it'll be one of his top games in his career, but I think he has a good game. Even though that's true, I still think Dobbins outrushes him. I think Dobbins ends up being the superior back in this game, not only because I hope so, because I really want him to prove his value and because uh, Jonathan Taylor's outshined him in his whole career so far. Uh, just I think that it is really possible still because we're going to focus on Jonathan Taylor. That's going to be the focus for this game uh, because he's in their entire team where they can focus on J.K. Dobbins, but guess what, Wisconsin? We got Justin Fields, and if you do that, either he's going to run all over you or he's going to throw all over you. I think this might be a big Master T game. It, that also is a possibility. Because I think – we're going to be in situations where we just need four yards. We need three yards. We need four yards, and we just need someone to go downhill. Mm. I do believe J.K. can do that, but I think that just Master Teague showing us what he can do the last few weeks, I think that it might be a, a, a bigger Master Teague game. Yeah. Like actual meaningful reps is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm still trying to figure out uh, how many rushing yards – uh, Jonathan Taylor had in the Big Ten Championship game where we won 27-21 to 21 in uh, 2017. But I am still... He had 41. That was in the game that we played. Oh, uh, early That was in the, the Big Ten Championship game. Yeah, that was the game... Uh, Are you sure? Maybe I'm wrong. But we definitely played them. Oh, was he just not the running back when we played him last? In the Big Ten he was. But we remember we played them in overtime and JT beat them. Our freshman year, was he not? The this was back? our sophomore year. Oh, that's right. That I'm referring to. So he wasn't the running back. That's why I'm confused. No, he wasn't. Yeah. So he only played us once. Right. Okay. So, 41. Okay. Because he's a junior now. He's yeah, yeah, junior. that makes sense. I forget that we're yep. older than him. But it doesn't feel right. Yeah, I know. It doesn't feel right. 
Yeah, um, yes. I believe that – I don't know who they were our freshman year or who their, their running back was. Probably nobody that of very much relevance. It had to be someone between Melvin Gordon and Jonathan It was Taylor. whoever it was. It was mm-hmm. in between them. Because Melvin Gordon was drafted in his first season in the NFL was – Same as Zeke, right? 16. Okay. Had to have been, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I think there was a guy for one year. Yeah. For the 2017 season. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Uh, um, my bold prediction also um, has to do with the running game. I think Justin Fields, because of the fact that I think that they will try to attack J.K. Dobbins and kind of try to stop him and the possibility of Master T being a bigger effect in this game, I think Justin Fields ends up running a lot more game in this game. I think we run more of a play-action style in this game where they give him the option to run it if they're uh, honing in on J.K., I think he runs more in this game. Uh, he hasn't had a, he, any huge rushing games this year. He hasn't been able to break out. Corey Clement. And I, oh, okay. That's a pretty big guy. Uh, Dude, they've uh, actually... They've me- had a top remember, running back. Remember when like, they had Monty Ball? Yeah. He was supposed to be sick. I mean, 77 career touchdowns. Yeah. He has only fumbled like once in his career, and that was against OSU when he jumped over the line uh, to try and score, and he fumbled. That was an amazing play because that would have won on the game. I remember that. They, went, they went Monty Ball to James White, Patriots James White, mm-hmm. to Melvin Gordon, to Corey Clement for one year. He was there for three years, but I think he only played for one year. Gotcha. Like really played. And then Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I um, honestly they don't get talked enough about how good RBU? the rushing team. Question they mark. Mm-hmm. Because sure, you could say Georgia has Sony Michelle, uh, Nick Chubb, and Todd Gurley, but just the like, and, her and that was all in one team. And then Alabama has a lot of really big guys too, with Mark Ingram, Derrick Henry, uh, Mark. I already said Mark Ingram, but and more. Um, <laughs> Either way, I think that like they're very underrated with the, how good of a because Monty Ball wasn't great in the NFL, but he was sick in college. Well, he was. Um, I mean, they, and they've had some of the best running backs in ever when it comes to college football. Um, but agreed. Um, even though I think Justin Fields runs more in this game uh, and becomes more of a running threat uh, here, I do think that he throws a pick. He's only had one pick all season. That was against. Michigan State, I think he throws another one in this game. That's my one bold prediction, I guess you could say. Because That's fair. Because I'm not usually picking uh, a actual result. I think that he throws a pick. Um, but my score prediction is I think we still, even with that, I still think we win 31-10. to 10. <laughs> I was going to say 31-17. <laughs> All right, okay. But I actually am going to adjust that a little bit. I think it's going to be um, – a little bit closer than that. I I I, was, I just want to make. I a think bit Wisconsin is going to come to play, like, and they scare me because of that. Thirty-one, twenty-four is what my guess is going to be. Okay, and that's still uh, like four touchdowns in a field goal for no us. Three touchdowns in a field goal for them. I, I like if we just win the game. That's all that matters. Like we I don't have agree. to blow them out at all. We do not need any style points. If we just need to be undefeated, and so I don't care how we win this game as long as we win. But I do think we can win because I think their offense isn't there. If you lock down Jonathan Taylor, which is definitely possible with our defensive line, I think they're nothing. If I think if, if we if we bottle up Jonathan Taylor, I like your prediction. If he has a good game, I like my prediction. I agree because 
mine's all based on an if, you know, and we don't know if that's going to happen yet or yeah. not. Because um, it's definitely, like, even though they lost Illinois, this is still the biggest test of our of the year. It was a fluke. I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. It was a fluke loss. It, it really you know? was. I don't think it means anything for this game. Um, it, people are letting it affect the line a little bit and our chances of winning, but I still think that Wisconsin deserves respect, and I think it'll be a tough, close matchup. I, but at the same time, I have no respect for their offense, so that's why I'm still giving us a 31-10 win. I think our defense puts us in good positions and allows us to win. I don't think we do anything super flashy, but we win. Um, we so, do win, and we win often. So my last prediction hasn't necessarily have to do with OCU, but um, I predict that there are only six teams left in college football playoff contention. Even though a lot of other people will say that you have other teams like Florida, Notre Dame, and Oregon in contention, I think it's solely six teams. And those six teams are OSU, LSU, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Penn State. And four of those teams play each other, as in Alabama, LSU play still, and Penn State, OSU still play, meaning you have the winners of both of those games and the other two. And Oklahoma and Texas will probably play again. Yes, exactly. But well, that's not guaranteed. But we're talking strictly guaranteed. Two of those six teams are going to lose. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute guarantee. Yeah. No way around it. They're not going to tie. <laughs> right. Um, but I really don't I, like because you look at who's number seven. You have Oregon. Oregon, and I don't think that they're going to be in. Um, I think that they still have um, like even if the, even if they went out, uh, I don't think they have. Like, they lost to Cal. Like, if they went out, they don't have a better loss than Alabama or LSU's only loss or OSU and Penn State's only loss. Right. Um, the Sevens, Florida, I think even though they lost to LSU, I think they have a chance to lose again, um, especially with not having a great quarterback. Notre Dame might win, might lose this week to Michigan. Right. That one loss is to LSU, so that already lowers their value uh, of someone being above them. No, it wasn't LSU. It was Notre it? Dame. Yeah, they lost to um, Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Georgia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that loss loses its value because Georgia has it already lost. lost yeah, and then Auburn and Georgia. And there really is no such loss as a good loss. But there yeah, isn't. Go yeah. Um, so I really, I believe that it's down to six teams, and I will fight anyone to uh, that disagrees with me. That um, I really believe in that. I I I one thousand percent agree with you. We kind of talked about it before. We looked at the uh, predictors. I really agree that it's never been like this either. Unless a bunch of madness happens in the last half of the year, I really think that like that like it's really Oklahoma. I kind of would be shocked if we end up seeing someone in there that wasn't one of those six. What really throws us off is how Clemson doesn't really play with anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, um, them not having a tough schedule really is what is like. Throwing everything off. The crazy thing with Clemson, though, is like, uh, just to bring some like odds in there, even if they had uh, lose one of these games like this week against Boston College, where they should not lose at all, they only they have a ninety six percent chance of winning it. They still have they will still over be conference a sixty percent chance of making because they'll be conference champs and everything. A one loss conference champ. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a really it's a really unique year. I agree with you. Uh, we haven't had it like that in a long time. We've had a lot of people in contention still. I mean, like, we've been 
twelve at this point or something like that, and we won the championship. <laughs> so like, it's it's weird. Um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm gonna we're definitely gonna keep a track on that, and I I'm gonna circle this right now so that we can go back to it because I know Josh agrees with me that absolutely it's only six teams, and we'll the, we'll see if we're right or wrong on that. And the we'll CFB comes out uh, not this week but the next. Yeah, November fifth. So there'll be two games left. Only one game for OCU. Yep. And Wisconsin, because mm-hmm. I think it's the, I think it's the Big Ten in general has a bye next in two weeks. I don't maybe I don't know. I, that might sound weird, but if for some reason I for all the teams I looked at they don't play that week. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. I don't. Can, does the whole conference have a bye week off? I don't know. I, I'm gonna look at the scores for next week. Uh, uh, what are your uh, bol- uh, your burning questions? Got any questions you want to ask um, or discuss? Let me think. Questions, questions, questions. I'll start off with one. Okay. What are the? I, I know you talked about it already, but what do you think the odds are that we shut down Jonathan Taylor? Because I said it's a big if. Yeah. Um, I think that. Well, we had Shiano. You don't have to give me a number. We have a different defensive coordinator now than we did at the time, so it's not like we're running the same kind of stuff that we were running before the last time we shut down Jonathan Taylor. You know, mm-hmm. um, our pretty much our entire defense is mostly different. You know. Um, so it's not like a lot of the guys have faced him before. So I'm not super confident in us being able to, you know, uh, shut him down because he was a freshman. Yeah. Our whole dif- our whole defense is different. I can't even – Tough Borland might be the only person that's played against him. Would have been he's only two years ago. Either, it would have so been yeah. two years ago. I don't think he played much, no. Yeah, so it was. it's a whole different defense. I mean, we're still talking like Jerome Baker and like those kind of guys. Mm. We're still on that team. So, like – a lot of, none of them have played him before. Different defense, defensive coordinator. Uh, Jonathan Taylor also has had two years to get better. He's better right now than he's ever been. So I'm not super confident in it. Um, it I would really say that's probably 50-50. I mean, because the crazy thing about it, though, is, too, that he could have a 100-yard rushing game, and we could still win the game easily. Yeah. Like, it means nothing how much. Because like, like, even if we're winning by a decent amount, they still aren't going to pass it. They're going to rely on him. So he's still going to get the ball a bunch no matter what because he's their workhorse. That's their offense, you know, and they're right. going to have to rely on it because Jack Cohn is not going to lead them to a victory all of a sudden. I mean, I don't want to end up uh, regretting saying this, so I'll knock on wood because I could easily jinx things, and he could prove me wrong because everyone comes to play in a big game. So we'll see. Uh, but next week, just because you were talking about that, um, only – Two teams in the Big Ten play, and that it, it's a super weird week. There are like I was going to no say mo- mostly nobody plays. Uh, LSU, Alabama, uh, Wisconsin, Penn State, OSU. They do play that week. Uh, don't play. They don't. Mm-mm. I was going to say almost everybody has a bye week. Every almost everyone. Uh, the only teams so that, that gets are two an extra week. Michigan and Maryland are playing. I have one thing that I have to say really quick. They took Delvin Cook out with ninety eight rushing yards. They wouldn't even let him get oh. to hundred, <laughs> and that's extra points for me in my league. But go ahead. He'll get it. <laughs> I don't. He just took his helmet off, and uh, this dude is just r- absolutely ripping their defense. Alexander apart. Madison's pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Um, the only only good game for next week is Florida against Georgia. It was third and nineteen, and Redskins used all their timeouts left, and they got a first down on a running play. <laughs> good. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. All I was saying was that the only good game next week is Florida against Georgia, number seven versus number ten. That's the only game that could mean anything for the college football pl- playoff rankings. Yeah. Um, That's good though. I'm glad that it's pretty much a universal buy. Yeah. So uh, 
I mean, not like this week was a huge week, and then you kind of have a break off. So uh, appreciate this week while you can. Uh, my other questions I had uh, were: Do you think uh, we get any picks in this game? Any interceptions? I th- I said I predict. Uh, Justin Fields to throw one interception. You think we come up with an interception? Absolutely. We we haven't been interception heavy in this season. Wisconsin's been better in interception wise, but we had two interceptions this past week against Northwestern, or was it just one? I I can't remember, but I will say that I do think that um, I do think that we will get at least one. Jack Cohn is like. He's decent. Like I wouldn't say he's by by any means good. He was a five star. Mm-hmm. People forget that he was a five star, and he probably is the best quarterback they've had in years there. But I do think that we're probably gonna. Um, I mean, besides Russell Wilson, I was gonna say just since then, yeah, yeah, which is still a decent amount of time ago. Oh yeah, nine years ago, I yeah. think already mm-hmm. something like that, something crazy. But yeah, so we'll see. I I do think we'll get one though. I will say yes. What do you think? I do think so. Uh, I would like to see it be someone different, like Sean Wade or Jordan Fuller. Yeah. Um, or Brandon even David Arnett. I wouldn't mind. I, I'm like, as much as I love Jeff Fukuda, mm-hmm. I think he's proven already that he's a ball hawk. He doesn't need Let's one. get someone else uh, that interception. Because last week we did have two, uh, but it was Amir Reap mm-hmm. uh, and Seven Banks, two like, uh, guys that were backups that played later in the game. I would like to see Brennan White get a pick too because he hasn't been playing as well as he was expected were expecting to. Him to yeah. uh, he's been he was in that new position that we added this year that like super back or, yeah. or whatever. Um, even and he was actually one of the only like lead guys playing later in the game on defense because of the fact that he hasn't been playing great. Yeah. Uh, but last year, what what happened? He didn't play well until the end of the season. You barely so, even played. Yeah, I swear. we'll see what happens. I don't know. Maybe he can prove himself again. Absolutely. He's definitely been one of the not going to count him out. I, I wouldn't honestly, if you think about it, he's probably been the biggest disappointment of our team. He's he's some guy that we he definitely. If you got to say amongst our starters. Oh yeah, because everyone's been excelling except for him, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could say maybe like Austin Mack hasn't been having a great season, but he just had a good game. Against he didn't have really high expectations. I, I, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. So, um, last thing uh, that's been talked about a lot. Uh, so I just wanted to bring this up real quick. Is the idea of Jim Harbaugh being fired or possibly moving on uh, to another team, possibly the NFL? What are your thoughts on what, what? Do you think he gets fired? Do you think he leaves? Do you think he stays? What do you think? There's zero percent chance he gets fired, okay. in my opinion. I think that he is a guy that can stay there as long as he wants, because Michigan is not Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Ohio State plays for national championships. Michigan plays to beat Ohio State. You know, yeah. I understand that they aren't good at that, but like the expectation levels are different. You know, and I read somewhere that it's like Harbaugh and his. Five years in Michigan has brought in almost a trillion dollars to the mm-hmm. athletic department. And at the end of the day, who decides uh, whether or not you're going to get fired? You know, your 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 board, your, the, mm-hmm. this, the board, yeah, the, the, people the donors, can, yeah, exactly. And the donors love making money and mm-hmm. make and, and seeing the money being brought back into the university. So in theory, the donors cannot complain. Yeah. Nobody definitely. nobody else is going to bring that money in like mm-hmm. he is. I mean, yeah, uh, unless it's like Urban Meyer, which obviously he wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. So. And I don't I also don't think he leaves either because he hasn't been coaching amazingly to say 
he Look what I've deserves done. Right. like oh I'm still a great coach like bring me back in the NFL and also I can't see him leaving before he beats OSU like it's gonna happen at some point we're not gonna go undefeated till the end of time it's right. gonna happen we're gonna lose at some point in Michigan it's just it's just it's, it's just how gonna things happen. work that's how odds work and yeah. I, I I can't imagine him leaving before beating OSU like it. We'll see when it happens. Hopefully it's not this year because that would be terrible to ruin our season like that. Right. Uh, this awesome season, I'd rather lose when we already have a loss or yeah, something. Yeah, right. It's like uh, a down year. Yeah. But Ohio State doesn't have down years. And we don't. Weird. Um, but, like, I agree with you. Um, OSU is on a different level than Michigan, and they have been ever since the Fickle we started. Game, like, yeah. literally, like, uh, since we started, started off like one and thirteen against them, and ever since we've had a winning record against them, and they had forty more wins than us, yeah, as a franchise or something like that. They are uh, not a franchise as a school. In their entire time of being a team, they have had five eleven game uh, win eleven win seasons. Five. We've in had, the time that Urban Meyer was a coach, he had eleven uh, win seasons every time he coached in the all seven seasons. We've had 18 total 11-win seasons. We've had five 12-win seasons. They've had none, maybe one. So they're not on the same level as us. Getting average, That's crazy. He averages nine and a half wins in his in, uh, Jim Harbaugh's seasons of coaching. That's what you should expect for Michigan. Like That's what you want out of them, and that's what he gives you. Um, he, they were actual, absolute garbage before he came Is this there. the one time you agree with Colin Coward? <laughs> he uh, he agreed with Joel Klatt. He stole that from Joel Klatt. So I'm agreeing with Joel Klatt, not Colin Coward. But I did already know that ahead uh, before they said the, that uh, information about the 11 win seasons and everything. So they just reminded me about it. <laughs> uh, all right, getting into the preview, we kind of talked about it a lot already, the game. Yeah. Uh, OSU, they are 14.5-point favorites, which is honestly a bigger spread than I ever expected, expected for this game. Yeah. I think that Illinois Honestly, game I might really affects even, it. I might even bet Wisconsin to cover the spread, just because like not a knock to OSU, but that's a top top fifteen matchup. You I, know? I, yeah, I mean that's a lot it's of not a bad to, thing to say either. Like yeah, that's you, a lot you're, of you're, points. You're still to saying we're going to win. It's just yeah. not by four and a half points. That's a lot. Uh, that's a really big amount in a close game like that. I mean that's huge. If even if we win, NFL, even if we win by fourteen, we still don't even cover. Exactly. You know? Like. And 14 w- points in a top 15 matchup is absurd. Mm, definitely. Uh, and the over-under is 49.5, which is still kind of high, too, for two really good defenses playing. Yeah, very good defenses. Mm. But also very good running games. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, if we're going to win this game, we really need to focus on the run, uh, stop the run, and let make them pass. And I hope we make them pass because that's our best asset as well. Absolutely. Um, Give it to our top corners and let them uh, in our defensive win this line game for us. Pressure. Yeah. Um, otherwise, uh, if there's a chance it's going to rain, which really sucks, I hope not. Um, if it does, I hope it's not much rain. And I hope it's not really super cold. Yeah. I hope it's just a nice fall game. That's what I really would hope for. Otherwise, I really don't have much to say about this game. I think we've no, said we, it all. We, we covered it, I think. Yeah. Uh, my score prediction was 31-10. Yours was... I'm going to go 31-24. Okay. Late touchdown. I like it. I'm not hating on that at all. Um, otherwise, uh, we'll be at the game. Uh, we will we be. can't wait. It's going to be an awesome game. It's been a, kind of a little while since we've been at the, the shoe. shoe. Um, Through two, two, two or three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan so, uh, State. Mm-hmm. 
And that was a night game, so yeah, I'm excited for a new nice game. Um, Let's go out and win. Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, let's go to 8-0, and and then we can be 9-0. and And then we got Penn State. And then we got Penn State. Or do we have Rutgers, then Penn State? Uh, we have Rutgers, then Penn State. <laughs> All right. So well, we pretty much, then we have Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Any, anything else? Uh, Aaron Kraft has announced that he will be retiring from best professional basketball. He was playing in Italy the past few years. He just won a million dollars. Well, I mean, he didn't get it personally, but his that uh, OSU team that plays in the pickup basketball game, they won the tournament. So he's yep. he's made his money's worth, and he's saying he's ready to be done. He's already married. He's won Defensive Player of the Year and a championship in the G League. He's ready to call it quits, and he's coming back to Ohio State to go to medical school. And his MCAT score was too good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to pass up on. So he's going back to medical school. He said ever since he came to Ohio State, he's been saying that that's what he wanted to do. He figured, why not go make some money while I can? And I'll come back and make more money. <laughs> that is a great way to end the show, Dustin. Good show today. Yeah, uh, one of the best OSU players of all time, in my opinion. If not, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, not at all. He's more of like a deli. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, reach out to us if you want. Send us some burning questions mm-hmm. in. Um, Follow us at Big uh, at Buckeye Blitz Pod. Uh, we actually had a recent tweet. Uh, I got to meet Cardell Jones. Cardale. I completely forgot about talking about Twelve that. gauge. Uh, got to meet him at Cedar Point. Uh, did not realize he was that tall. That was pretty cool. He's a new friend of the pod. Maybe, yeah. Well, maybe we'll get him on the pod. We'll no, see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> um, if you're listening on the grueling truth, let us know. We're, mm-hmm. we're we're interested because we can't see those numbers yet. So yeah, we uh, it's a new way of us getting it out to you guys, and we hope you enjoy it. And uh, follow us on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Send, send us, us DMs about burning questions, bold predictions. We'll mention them. Uh, we'll throw your Twitter handle out there, and we'll try to answer them to the best of our knowledge. All right. Is that all we got? Go Bucks.